and welcome to the No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I am April Edmansky, and I'm here today with Justin DeClue and Colin Cunningham. And what are we talking about this week, Colin? Oh, the um, big hit. So we, we on the Patreon a couple of weeks ago, we talked about American Lincoln, American Lincoln, American, American Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should be called, Vampire Hunter. And uh, because you had worked on that and you had some insights on it. Uh-huh. And now we're finally getting to the big hit, a movie you've probably mentioned before on the pod that you I'm also sure. worked on. Yeah, I've told some stories about I'm it. I'm worried that we're going to go yeah. through all of Colin's catalog and he'll have nothing to talk about concerning stuff that he worked on. Oh, my God. I might just start working on new movies. You're <laughs> 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 like, guys, guys, I'm oh, working man. on the new Paul W. Sanderson film, Resident oh, Evil 12. Man, Worked on this Audi commercial the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No actors. It's our it. Patreon episode. Uh, he's been doing commercials for, you know, illegal substances. No, legal, legal now, legal. Let me tell you about this Excel gum commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did do the Excel gum commercials for a long time. Yeah, this is from 1998. This is probably the second movie I ever worked on. So I think I did Mimic first. Oh, okay. And then this was the. Ooh, this Mimic, was the definitely one. potential for this podcast. Oh, yeah. I just remember it being really boring. Mm, well, I'm not going to tell you differently. <laughs> well, this movie was, um, am I right in saying it was a Mark Wahlberg vehicle? It was, yeah. And so I think Boogie Nights had just come out or um, had just started playing at the festivals. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd heard of Boogie Nights from TIFF. Um, and then when we were shooting it, so he wasn't quite like a big movie star. Yeah. I think you were saying like, we were talking about like, he would have been in fear before that. And that's about it. And And like, that's like a, that's basically like an early lifetime. Didn't he have like some pop songs before that where it's like, Oh yeah. He's a music star. Well, yeah, he was, he was a big star. He did, um, Good Vibrations. Feel the vibrations. Yeah, that's right. But it was, it it was weird. So Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I was on set for a lot of this and like I, I didn't even know what he looked like, you know, and I got to set sort of thing. Like I didn't (laughs) know. So you were not So you saw him without his makeup on? Like like an elephant man or something like that? I didn't know who he was really. I just knew, you know, I knew knew the song. Was he like, hey, Colin, are you Vietnamese? I hope not. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to say, uh, Boogie Nights is legit, like, one of my favorite movies. Like, it's in my, like, my top five. Um, and I think he's great in that. He's fantastic. But I don't think he's good in this. And it's, like, around the same time. So he's, he's very green, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think Mark Wahlberg is a much, much better actor now. I'm not saying he's Shakespeare, but... Well, I would say that the role that he's playing in this movie of dumb guy who has his entire life out of control, he's fine for that role. He just got not much to do. He just plays the same level the entire time. But yeah, what I would say is I do feel like he might be a little too young to be playing this character who is like, you know, practically like married. He has a house. He has he has multiple houses. Well, well he's know. not married. No, he's but not. No, he's he's, a, he's 27 in real life. And that's about the okay. like where he would yeah. be in his life if he was that age. I mean, that, that feels about right. Yeah. He's kind of he's kind of like a big wiener in this. Yeah, movie. that's the whole idea well, he's that a he's a perfect it's... assassin. But in his day to day life, he's a wiener. Yeah, he's he's like uh, his name is Melvin Smiley, and uh, and and at, his, at one his point, hair. One of the oh, girls I wrote a note of that. His like hair that it has flaming red hair. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, doesn't it have what is it called? Like 
tips or whatever frosted tips oh like frosted no, tips but it's spiky yeah. it's spiky a lot of the time as yeah. was the style and that like it, 90s like jacket he's wearing with two fingers pointing at each other on it. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so it's true. like it depends on the scene but sometimes the light just catches his hair and it's like you know varying shades of, of glowing red Wait, was that your job on set colin you're like the hair yeah. the hair's not right red five <laughs> it's got a match he looks like the uh who's the bad guy for the Incredibles oh, syndrome, yeah, syndrome. Or oh, I was gonna say that like Colin had to go in and like digitally change his hair to like <laughs> make it shine and pop because yeah. you know it added to his character um so who directed this movie this is Kirk Wong yep, a Hong Kong director who's probably mm-hmm. his most famous credit is Jackie Chan's crime story one of Jackie Chan's serious movie it's not that's right yeah they supposedly had a pretty bad experience and like Jackie kind of wrested control from him he was never oh. that prolific he made some other films that were shot in America before then like for example mm-hmm. taking Manhattan is a New York set film uh, he also did a film called Rock and Roll Cop four years before the big hit but he was never <laughs> someone who had like massive hits on his hands like crime story is probably the one that he's most well known for he also directed a film called flash future kung fu that i've never seen but man what a title yeah so he wasn't really famous in in hong kong or here it seems like he had uh, a lot of acting credits and i remember him from twin dragons well twin dragons uh, was a film that was a director focused thing that there's like a hundred directors because it was a benefit film like a cameo yeah it's like like everyone that was ever anyone uh appeared on screen and he showed up in other films so i feel like he was well known because like he showed up in Troy hark films he showed up in john woo films like he was definitely Mm. like someone with a lot of status within the hong kong film industry but it's weird that he doesn't have any like big hits to his name so to speak mm-hmm. <laughs> hey oh pun intended um, it, well it's funny because um this movie does have a hong kong film energy to it especially with the comedy yeah um, and with some of the interesting um fight choreography and the set pieces yeah i think but, he brought over from what i remember he brought over his own crew of oh, like, nice. hong kong well it's produced by john woo first off yeah, john right, woo and terence right. chang are the terence chang yeah and uh, Wesley Snipes. So it was done through Amon Ra Productions, oh. which is Wesley Snipes' production. What if company. Wesley Snipes played the Mark Wahlberg role? I in know, this movie? I know. That's a, but that's why I was thinking, like, was he supposed to originally? And then it, you know, it would I be. Know. I mean, I guess Wesley Snipes would have to play like the Wiener role, which would have been great. I would have loved to see that. But although I, see, I don't know if I could see that, that would actually be like a juxtaposition. Like he's a Wiener. You can't. But like Mark Wahlberg, you believe he's this, I, this? I could character. probably see Wesley Snipes in like the Lou Diamond. Yes, role. definitely. Yeah, but that's why um, you want to play against Ty baby yeah <laughs> but yeah this movie um i mean i realized it was the late 90s so things kind of had a, oh, th- a wackiness to them <laughs> they let you know it's the 90s um, but and hey everybody there's a film that came out that was very popular called pulp fiction so well, can yeah. we make it feel like that but you know a shittier version <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I just wanted to compare this movie to another movie I saw recently that came out the same year, which was Knock Off with oh, uh, Van Damme, I love Knock Off. which is a Hong Kong movie starring American actors mm-hmm. speaking English. But that film is but, all shot in Hong Kong with Hong Kong exa- Exactly. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it is a Hong Kong movie in every sense of the mm-hmm. word, except it has English, act, like uh, yeah. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider and Jean-Claude um, Van Damme. 
Yeah, like speaking English. So I watched that and I was like, this is bizarre to me anyway, who doesn't have a lot of experience with these movies because it clearly is not American and yet it's like trying to be American. There's a vibe to it that you can yeah, get. Yeah, which from this Hong Kong movie movies. has a little bit, but not quite. This was much more Americanized. It was, yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's probably from the script, I would say, but there's a certain mm-hmm. energy. And I remember kind of like halfway through, I just sort of turned to April. I'm like, this kind of feels like a wacky Hong Kong movie. Like it has what, that the big kind hit? of. Yeah, it just yeah. has that kind of weird comic energy where it doesn't quite work and it's just like let's just throw every fucking thing in here oh man i wish you threw everything at this movie i'm gonna shock both of you i don't like this movie very much I, it's not, I thought that you might actually like no, it, Justin. It's such a structural mess. Like It only has two yeah. action scenes at the beginning and the end. Like What the hell's going on? Well, yeah. the end is like, like there's to be fair, there's, there's like three like smaller yeah, action but scenes not, that are strung that together good. at the end. All it, no. Especially it reminded me, like I wish I was watching Gross Point Blank, like the gunfight in the house and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like uh, it... Definitely feels like a direct-to-video movie. Yes, that's exactly what it feels like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it feels very, very cheap. It looks very. You mean cheap. like a PM Entertainment, maybe? Oh, uh, how something. dare you put PM Entertainment through that? <laughs> <laughs> There'd be more stunts in a PM Entertainment movie. It also feels half-baked. It feels like a twenty-minute short stretched out to ninety. Uh, yeah, minutes. Yeah, stretched out to ninety yeah. minutes, and they're they're really like I feel like you kind of blink and like half the movie goes by already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I went downstairs to do something and I came back up. April was watching it again today. And it was like, holy shit, we're already at the end. Like, it just sort of breezes by. Well, we had, like, dinner and and wine the first time we watched it. And I missed, like, half the movie because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. This is the constant refrain from you guys. Which is you get hammered <laughs> really watching the movie. Doing this. And then you forget it. And then we have to watch it again. But that's why those rentals are 48 hours, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you get the hammer. Like, how long I'm going to get real drunk watching this movie, so I need to be able to watch it again. <laughs> but, yeah, I clearly, like, missed what the plot even was and i missed yeah. a, a, a lot of jokes that i caught again the second time around like when the movie ended and i was, I was like oh yeah someone was kidnapped i completely forgot it because it wasn't referenced in the last 35 minutes yeah it's pretty much like a, it turns into like a three's company episode at some point where yeah. you know it's just like you know, when it is his parents come over or sorry like christina applegate's parents come over and he's got to deal with the kidnapped girl he's got to deal with the body and he's kind of juggling mm-hmm. all these things it's literally a it's french like, farce this is a wacky wacky goofy but i will say comedy. there are some jokes in this movie that i think are funny yeah um they're not that many but um <laughs> overall my feelings on the film are i can't really say that i loved it but i i can't say it's horrible mm-hmm. i'm kind of like it's interesting. Well, April, you've got to get it on the Super Bit DVD Special Edition. You guys remember that? <laughs> I What's do. On, what is that? Uh, so Super Bit was just, it means it has a higher bit rate of, I guess, nine, which was the maximum a Blu-ray could hold, a DVD Ooh. could hold. And it was like silver and it was like embossed. It came in a slip case. It was a big thing DVDs did. And the big hit was like their big title. But you could see everywhere. <laughs> That's insane to me yeah. because it's like, I don't know anybody who remembers this movie. I feel like I I knew the title mm-hmm. and people know the title, but they maybe haven't even seen the movie. Yeah. You know? So the movie starts with a title card, Thursday. And you're like, fuck, this is a Pulp Fiction ripoff. <laughs> and it's in like wacky font yeah. too. You know, it lets you know you're about to have a fun time. <laughs> 
yeah. Yeah. If the if the mighty mighty boss tones rip offs that play throughout the movie, uh, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, like, I'm telling you, there's so much. It was w- like no doubt rip offs. Like wacky ska. Constantly, constantly. I didn't even notice the ska music. Oh my god, oh, there was some. It's just like the ska. whole scene where he's like he's like wrestling with the dog, you know, for the garbage bag full of body parts. It's just like that. Wait, mighty, I'm looking mighty... at a photo of Kirk Wong on his IMDb, and he's wearing. <laughs> He's wearing that jacket. <laughs> Did they make the jacket for from the movie? But it's like I don't know what it is. It's like a weird. Colin, are you going to open your like closet? And there's a jacket in there from being on set. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the the gift, the crew, the crew gift. gift. Well, this was one of the few movies, right, that you actually got to go on set for, right? Yeah, I was on set for quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, the other was... ones are like, get out of here. We don't want you, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> it's not common, right, for the type of movies that you've worked on to do to go to set because they've already been shot, right? And usually, then usually it's after, the, after fact. the fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like the, the effects company is like, hurry, we need to do this in like two weeks even though it should take three months exactly we'll pay you nothing all all the kind of stuff that we worked on was very kind of low budget so if there if there was a big budget movie they would always have like a production bfx supervisor we would rarely be on set like the incredible hulk was probably the only big movie that you know Mm -hmm. that you got to go set for um this one i think we were one of the three vfx companies and i think we did most of the vfx in this movie well they look great uh i don't know so well, the opening you're being, you're being kind of, well we'll get to them yeah, <laughs> i yeah. won't say we that will. so the opening of you the don't movie know what shots he did we're introduced to the team of uh assassins i guess yeah they just do assassins assassins, like assassins. Yeah. so it's we got mark Wahlberg, melvin smiley you got lou diamond phillips oh, as cisco i like lou diamond phillips in this movie he's having a ball he's, ha- he's hamming it up oh, so, so bad. Good. i agree but his character is so annoying i, he's I really hate obnoxious. every character in this movie they yeah. all I, I really hate well, it. Wait, you, you know don't... what i love bokeem woodbine whose only character trait is he loves to masturbate yeah. i actually yeah. think bokeem woodbine's story his, quote his name unquote, is crunch for some reason at the end of the movie has a giant post of himself as the guy who rents the most adult video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a really funny guy. That person? <laughs> because it's a joke. I he don't know. Constantly, I think he gets more character development than China Chow's no, his, uh, character. His only development, and it's in, I think, that first scene where yeah. he, he reveals... I just started jerking off for the first time. And, and I love like, it. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? They are me? constantly cutting back to him at home with like, you know, his lanolin cream and, and all this and his stuff. like finger, like, like the exercisers. Yeah. I got to say, I believe right at the beginning, we get some male bear ass right off the top, right? Where Holy like, smokes. We're in a locker room. Look at this ass. You, you've got Everyone Antonio Sabato Jr. Okay. Oh, is what that is that Antonio Sabato Jr. famous for, Colin? Uh, being the son of Antonio Sabato Sr. I don't know who that is. He's been in some B movies. <laughs> he has. He, he was, was in s- Isaac Florentine's High Voltage. But- oh, that's oh, right. High yeah, Voltage. that's right. Yeah, where he plays a cyborg. I think no, his dad's no. like an actor. <laughs> He's just a bank robber in that movie. Wait, oh. uh, High Voltage with uh, Billy Zabka was in that, wasn't he? I believe Billy Zabka. Is he one of the? Oh, is Billy Zabka in High Voltage? I love Billy Zabka. He's great. Oh no 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 no. Okay, never mind. No, you're thinking of another one. You're thinking of Shoot Fighter. I think with Billy Zabka. Shoot Fighter. All these movies are completely blending together (laughs) for me. Um, Well, Antonio Sabato Jr. He's barely in the movie. No, he's barely in the movie. Yeah, he disappears for the entire movie and shows up at the end, and I was like. Oh yeah, where it, did he go? It almost seemed like um, he had to bow out. He had to leave or something, and there, <laughs> yeah. or, or he just agreed to be in it as a cameo. Yeah, like, people are like, "Oh man, it's Antonio Sabato Jr." Yes. Yeah, exactly. No, get yeah, him in. Might have like two lines. Yeah, they're in like a locker room at the beginning. I guess they have, have their HQ. 
man, the man buns in this scene. Now, like, this is something that you would never even see now because we're so buttoned up, especially about men's bodies. But um, hey, I am super happy this is in the movie. But why is it in the movie? Is it for people like me? Yeah. Um, is it for the girlfriends who were dragged? You, you got to get the ladies movie? or the gay guys or the bisexuals. You know, it's for. Uh, yeah, but this movie right, is or just, trying you know, to be straight like the manly. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, I love to see asses on screen. I just want to see dick. Just show me dick. That's all I want. Give me a little. Oh, Lou looking, Diamond. Looking... Lou Diamond almost does it. He yeah. rips off his towel you, and. You, oh, you know Lou Diamond it. too. On set, he's like, oh, I'll do it. I don't care, man. I'm fucking Lou Diamond like, Phillips. Yo, man. Here's my question about Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. Why do I know that name? Because I looked up all 150 of his credits, and I've never <laughs> seen him in anything. He was part of the the Brat Pack, wasn't he? Was he part like, of the Brat? The, I thought he was. Way I don't too know. Old what, to be he part was in of the, the Brat Pack. I, I think. Well, I'm thinking back to like Young Guns or something. He was kind of like of that. Oh group. Maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe Sorry, when you said Brat Pack, all I thought of was Pussy Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's Pussy, Pussy Posse. Posse. Pussy Posse, that's right. <laughs> no, that's that different. was Leonardo DiCaprio, and who else was it? <laughs> Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire, yeah, that's right. And I and think then like the, Sean Astin or the, something. The kid from Witness. Um, Lucas anyway, Haas. that was a different posse yeah, yeah like the, i'm thinking of like the Kiefer sutherland the emilio estevez yeah, Lou Diamond yeah. Phillips. Uh, was he part of that i don't think so I'm i don't know at credits here but like yeah like you said he was you in run gu- young guns <laughs> you know i might just be thinking of of young guns do they like make fun of him on the simpsons at one point or something because like so. again that name is like tattooed on my brain I mean, is it just the diamond it's an amazing name lou diamond phillips lou diamond phillips yeah it's it awesome. sounds like somebody who like owns like a mansion in like 12 tigers or something like that <laughs> he probably know? does were you a big uh, fan of like i don't know tabloid journalism i see here lou diamond phillips pleads guilty to drunk driving well, maybe oh, I saw him on the tabloids yeah, when I was in line at the Who grocery knows? store. And maybe you saw La Bamba. Yeah, you're a big La Bamba fan. <laughs> I don't even know what La Bamba is. It's based on the story of Richie, Richie Valens. Valens. Okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah, this is the crew. Don't worry about Antonio Sabato Jr. because he's don't basically really worry out of about this any movie. of them. They never like. <laughs> uh, they never really do Woodbine anything. Doesn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's he's purely comic relief, which is a shame because like he could obviously do act. But he, is he, I've only ever seen him in that elevator movie. <laughs> what devil? devil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he showed up in something else we saw recently too. He was really good in the Fargo TV show, wasn't he? Like, he oh, I've was, never seen that. Yeah, he was it's funny because like expensive. every every time I see him in a movie, I just like kind of giggle and I'm like, <laughs> straight Jack and. Crunch. That's that's his name in this movie. <laughs> Straight Jack and Crunch. Maybe yeah, you remember Bokeem Woodbine from his classic role in Spider-Man: Homecoming. April. Yeah. See, I saw that movie, but God knows I can't remember. And does anyone even remember that Logan Marshall Green was in that movie? Yes. Because you don't. would go, "Hey, isn't that Tom Hardy?" And you're like, "No, <laughs> yeah. that's not Tom Hardy. That's the faux Tom Hardy, Logan Marshall Green." Wait, was he one of like? Uh, he was one of the like. Uh, he was Keaton's the original guy, and he gets killed by the Vulture. I think. Oh, he was going to be Electro. Anyway, what? okay, we're off topic. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, let's take it back after the cool scene where you see everyone's butt. Um, they are going to pull a job. It's all and downhill this, from there. Yeah, this job <laughs> is basically going into this hotel. It's the King Edward Hotel, by the way, in Toronto. At, that's uh, in downtown? Uh, King and uh, Young. Young and King. Mm, yeah, okay. I recognize like the outside and the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole movie was shot in Toronto and the, and the Toronto, and boy, does it and look the Toronto it. area. <laughs> yeah, it um, looks it. But yeah, so they have to go assassinate this guy. We don't know why. It seems like he's doing like human trafficking or something. Yeah, it's very kind of vague. I don't they know. They bring him like young women and they're like, oh, they got no tattoos and they're blonde or something and he's like wearing a bathrobe so it's kind of insinuated that he's a a human trafficker and then we get an awesome action scene where somebody 
fell asleep on an effects board and just every effect was just thrown up on screen. Yeah, so what happens I'm just tugging at my collar here right now. (laughs) So what happens is Mark Wahlberg goes in and is just kicking ass and he's doing amazing. They cut the power and then he throws like a flash grenade into the room. Yeah, and uh, he's got like uh, night goggles, vision goggles. So, did you do like the effects where he's like streaking on screen? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, I did a test for it earlier, but I think somebody else okay. took it over. Because I was wondering, like, when shot. you guys finishing it, are you like high fiving? You're like, yeah. This no, we great. were we were trying. You know, this is like '98. You couldn't do no, it crazy looks fine, shit back then. But it's just like but, a bunch of effects because you can do effects. Like it's yeah, not your we uh, fault or whoever did it. No, it's no. like the production's like, yeah, effects up the wazoo. We were, we were just trying to like, uh, he, he, I think Kirk gave us direction like, oh, he wants it to like trail or mm-hmm. something like, you know, it's, he's burned into their image. Yeah. Like the vision. retina. Like it's like the idea exactly. of that, like a flash Is that what like, supposed the, to be happening? Images. But because he's literally doing breakdancing moves. Um, yeah. That's what this yeah. character does. He's doing the, the back problem. Okay, question. Was this a- action Sorry, scene? I, I just wanted oh, to know. Go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to know what the stunt double situation was. Did he have one stunt double that did all this crazy shit? He had one stunt double that looked so much like him. It was creepy. I would constantly confuse them on yeah, set. Yeah, because I can tell Mark Wahlberg's Wait, not doing shit. Did the Mark Mark Wahlberg do uh, breakdancing, the stunt double? Or did they get like a breakdancer in to do it? Because uh, he was, during the scene where it's all streaky, he's spinning on his on his back. Maybe Mark's doing that, but uh, most of the stunts were done by the stunt Okay. Double. I mean, he, fuck, one he stunt so much The like problem him. with this action scene, too, is that, like, Marky Mark is just, like, shooting people in the back that are running away. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. is this supposed to be cool? <laughs> like, but the, 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 the energy is that he's just, like, amazing. And oh, I will say, what I will say is that Mark Wahlberg is good as this character um, he's not good as this other character he plays. He's where fine. He's a put he got upon. like a pinched dumb guy he has, face. Like, he, yeah, but he has this. He he can do an action scene well when he's actually in it, and when yeah. it's not the stunt double. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think if there's like a Marky Mark action film that I like. Nothing comes to mind. Mm, don't call him. Marky uh, what Mark. about the? Uh, um, Does he not like to be called Marky Mark? That's what I always call him. What about The Departed? <laughs> I realize uh, that's it's not, not an action, action movie, but yeah. he's great in that. Did he win an um, Oscar for The Departed? He got nominated for, for the biggest Boston yeah. accent there ever was. Yeah, you just play a Boston asshole. There you yeah. go. That's him. Yeah, <laughs> you're, there you go. Part, you're a bone but to play, that being baby. Said, I think he's good in that. Ooh, um, Max yeah, Payne. Yeah. That's a movie to watch for this podcast. Oh, P- also you. shot in Toronto, and I also <laughs> You also on worked it. on that one? Yeah, we, we might have to watch that again. I like oh, him in I Heart Huckabees. Oh, um, he's great in I Heart Huckabees, playing a dumb guy again. Yeah. He's fine. I think he's one of those guys where he he needs the right director. Oh, he's good in Three Kings, but again, it's not... Oh, he's in The Corrupter. Yeah, not any, like, pure Marky Mark action oh, movies. I got a, yeah, I got a story for, for later. Ooh. What, about The Corrupter? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so my what's happening in this action sequence in the hotel is that his whole team completely abandons him and does nothing... The crunch turns the power off, but that's it. The other two guys are like sipping coffee. They're completely doing absolutely nothing. And already I hated them because well, it's like they're, they're, the they're riding his coattails. It's because, yeah, he's Melvin Smiley's such a nice guy and he just wants to make people happy. So he that, knows that this is happening? Yes. Well, they're always know, like, we're coming. We got your back. He, he just wants to, to please people. So, you know, he's, he's so... So he'll let three guys take t- all the credit for all his Everyone takes advantage of him through the entire movie. Yeah, and I mean that's, and that's his, and he just deal. He just that's he just his deals deal. with it. Well, I uh, I found it uh, off putting. And one one last note: the guy that they assassinate 
was on a Canadian TV show called Ready or Not, and he played one of the characters. <laughs> it was about two young women. It was a coming-of-age show, and it was really, really great, um, and he played one of their dads. So I was like, hey, that guy. Um, and uh, there was a lot of that in this movie. <laughs> hey, that guy, or hey, yeah. that place, because it was, uh, it's, all, it's all local for us. <laughs> so this action scene ends with the big, I feel like I saw this trailer, like this special <laughs> effects shot, when it's like, have you seen Fox DVD? Yeah. Oh my god, the whole building explodes and he's falling towards the camera. Yeah, so this is funny. We actually uh I got to go to set and direct him for this for this shot. Really? So basically, yeah, he's jumping out the window and we had him on a trampoline with a uh just on like a he wire. He was on a wire, yeah. He was on a wire and we were just like sort of, oh, okay, do this, but he's gotta do a you gotta do a flip. He was on a harness and he had to do like a somersault. And so it was he, really Marky Mark? Yeah. Yeah, because you could see his face clearly. In yeah, the he was trying to do it like a bunch of times. And uh, so that was the best take that we had of him doing, <laughs> doing, doing a somersault. <laughs> like the Simpsons one. movie or the Mr. Burns movie. That was the best take. That was the best take. Well, people loved uh, it because I remember it being in every single trailer. Every oh, time. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know. Well, it's, the effect does look slightly dated, but dated. I think it looks pretty good. The problem with dated. the effect shot is you can find tons of essays on this because it's like the Die Hard 2 effect shot that it will mm. never look good because it's an impossible shot. That it will exactly. always look weird. All because, the exposures yeah. are all like perfectly lined up. But then it's very funny. Mm. So they he lands in a pool. He jumps out of the, the building. The building explodes behind him and he lands in a pool. But then you see the reflection of, of the, the explosion. Yeah. Yeah, which always looks kind of shitty, but so we were shooting him at a pool. It's down by like the Woodbine racetrack or okay. near the beaches or something. And uh, so it was like a public pool. And then they had this gigantic like platform where you could jump off, you know, like 30 feet high or something like a diving tower pretty much. Yeah. And they were just like shoveling burning debris like like onto him. Onto him, but he was like underneath the water like, "Okay, now I'm you guys like tell me I'm going to go underwater and then you shovel the debris." And then he uh, they timed it wrong or something and he was like coming up out of the water and then the guy up top like misheard. <laughs> He's like, "No, don't shovel it." And then he just like shovels off all of this like burning debris like couch pieces and stuff and like narrowly missed him it was oh very... it didn't hit him it was no, marky no, mark it... like i'm gonna fucking kill you no 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 it was like oh shit yeah how was marky mark on set was he nice was he pleasant he was nice was he pulling yeah, he was... pranks on people no he was From very he was very like quiet and you just sort of go outside like i said he wasn't like a big like star. Mm, he wasn't a diva or anything like that well that's no, no. true it was so early in his career wait was yeah, the funky just... bunch around no, in the no. environment, <laughs> no, I no, think no. they broke up. What kind of point? posse did he have? Because Marky Mark's definitely somebody who has a didn't posse. have a posse. Honestly, it, it was what? just like we would just be standing outside, and he would just be there, like with one friend, just like having a smoke. And like, you're like, wait shots. a minute, that friend is Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know who that was. Wait, that is this show Entourage based on Mark Wahlberg's life? Yes, it's supposed to yeah. be. He's also oh, the executive no. producer on that show. Yeah. Can you tell I've never seen it? <laughs> I've seen one episode and I went, that's enough for me. Yeah, it's such a bro show. Um, there's a, a cool transition between this scene and the next scene, which is a flame transition, like a green <laughs> yeah. screen flame. And you get that. <laughs> yeah, and it looks very dated again, but it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> everything about this silly, sort of feels silly. like a TV show or a you know DTV movie or something like that. What are you yeah, talking about, it, Colin? It's it, it cutting edge. Choice. It's the end of the 90s. <laughs> it's the style that was popular at the time. Oh, I had a $13 million budget. <laughs> Is that how much it was? $13 million? Yeah. 13, it it opened so wide, though. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it only made like 26 million, I think. Well, so you're saying it didn't make its, it didn't profit. It, wasn't it, it didn't do very well. It was not a big hit. Oh. I feel yeah. like it was endlessly on video, though. And this was like the mascot of the TBS Superstation. They could not right. stop playing yeah. the big hit. Yeah, maybe it got a lot of play in, like, you know, maybe it mm-hmm. made maybe some it money. Maybe it recouped, yeah. Because yeah, a certain car shot in the movie I saw a million times <laughs> waiting oh for the Oh, my God, that was play. in every trailer. Every that was trailer. really what sold people on the movie, I think, is, is that shot. <laughs> By big the hit, you, you, did, mean you mean cars yeah, yeah. crashing, yes. We'll get, we'll get there. <laughs> um, so then we get, so we're introduced to uh, Avery Brooks yeah, from, from Deep Space Nine. Um, who's their boss. His name is and Paris. He's like uh, a, okay, so that's so funny. Um, so... Avery Brooks is the captain on Deep Space Nine. Benjamin Sisko. His name is Sisko, which is confusing because that's Lou Diamond Phillips' name in this. And his name is Paris, like Tom Paris from <laughs> uh, the character from Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot going on. Yeah, they keep saying like, you know, Sisko did <laughs> well, this. Well, I'm Cisco glad that, that does not bother me at all because I didn't think about that. <laughs> I he, love the Deep Space Nine and yeah. Avery Brooks is great in that. And he's great in this. He, he's, yeah, he's giving a very like operatic, uh, I mean, stagey. He seems yeah. a little <laughs> Like every character in this movie, a dum dum. Considering like <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips is so guilty in this movie, and no um, one's you're like, not wrong. No one is smart in this. Yeah. Um, everyone is just trying to take advantage of other people. They're all idiots, pretty much. Literally everyone. Yeah. Like I said, it's a Three's Company episode. So maybe Elliot Gould. <laughs> Bunch of idiots. I don't know. Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. What's he doing in this movie? Uh, sleeping, yeah, seemingly, but we'll yeah, get there. Much. Um, so yeah, Paris is paying off all the guys. And then Lou Diamond Phillips, I guess there was like a bonus for whoever killed the... Uh, yeah, $25,000 bonus. Oh, is that what that guy. was all yeah. about? Yeah, so, but Mark Wahlberg clearly kills the guy. And oh, then Lou I thought Phillips. that joke was pretty funny, where he's like, oh, you're still alive. And then it cuts oh, to yeah. him being like... Oh, look, I think he's still moving. And Lou Diamond Phillips, like, pulls a cool move and then, like, yeah, shoots like, the guy <laughs> dead on yeah. the ground. But, like, the other guys are totally, like, backing him up. Like, yeah, they, well, they know what's going on and they don't care. They know Wahlberg's a pushover. So, yeah, he's like, no, 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 bro. Like, you know, I shot him last and he's blah, like, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure he's he like, was come dead. on. And he's guilting him. He's like, fine, if that's, you know, you know, friend, if that's the way you want to play it. So he ends he's up with terrible. the money. Yeah, and then it just cuts and Lou Diamond Phillips is, like, playing with the big wad of money, like, laughing. <laughs> Talking about his boat, which, first of all, he's talking about how much he loves his boat, but then later he's like, I just wanted to sell my boat. So are you buying a boat or are you selling a boat? Why do you need money to have a boat? What's his deal? What's the deal? Why does anyone need money, April? It's just about being the winner in life. (laughs) Who knows? What's the deal with Lou Diamond Phillips' boat? (laughs) Like, who who needs to own a boat? Like, that's all rich people can do. Like, that's the final frontier is owning a big boat. I don't understand. Yeah. The final frontier is like a plane or something. If you own your own plane. You know, mega yacht. That's what Jeff Bezos just got. A big yacht? A yacht. I like those yachts that have like smaller yachts inside them. (laughs) That's what the mega (laughs) yacht has. Because Jeff Bezos can land his helicopter on it. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So they have like, yeah, the the nose opens up or something and like another yacht comes out. That's your yacht. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the, uh, what is it? The um, uninvited of yachts. Where it's like the yacht opens up, (laughs) the little evil yacht inside of it. It's like, ah. (laughs) George Kennedy's like rubbing his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) What is George Kennedy doing here? Oh, no. Clue Gulliger is like the captain, and he picked a very uh, problematic set of teeth for the movie. Um, so here we're introduced in the uh, well in the locker room scene that we were introduced to. Mark Wahlberg is always drinking Maalox. It's like this 
you know, it's like for, a Pepto Bismol. Yeah, it's just like for for upset stomach. For like, I think he's got an ulcer from all the stress, so he's he's taking all this stress in on himself. Because we yeah. didn't point out, he also has a girlfriend on the side. That well, uh, yeah. So I think we meet her in the next scene, right? Because he's like, oh no, was that in the opening? We, we scene? We meet her in the opening scene because he's like, right. t- he's like um, stowing a body in the uh, yeah, bathroom. a body in garbage bags, and she's just totally cool with it. She knows what's going on. All she cares about is. I need money to pay my mortgage. Yeah. She's like obviously just like milking him like everybody She's else. She's completely is. playing him and he see again, he seems to know it, but he's, just, he's, he's okay just, with it. Yeah, yeah he doesn't just, want people to not like him. Yeah, he yeah. just doesn't, he doesn't stand up for himself. Um, yeah, so then we uh, go go to his home and we meet his I guess main fiance. girlfriend, fiance Christina Applegate. Uh, sort of doing a very cartoony performance. I'm not saying she's bad. Everyone but, in this uh, movie is doing a cartoon. Uh, I think the words you, you were looking for is broad. Yeah, yes, it's very, very broad. broad. Yeah, yeah. in a, a broad accent too. Yeah, this They're is all doing to, New York accents. This is supposed to take place in New York. She's sort of like this sort of stereotype Jewish princess character. Everyone mm. has the thickest New York accents and. This movie could not look any more like it wasn't shot in like New York. Toronto. <laughs> oh looks, yeah, especially that suburb. Not even you can't Toronto. Tell me that that's every, even the outer. Wait, where is that suburb? Where everything is, that is shot. Uh, everything was shot in like Whitby and Hamilton and yeah. Mississauga. Okay. It looks exactly like Whitby. So I think and there's, Oshawa. There's like probably two shots that were like actually filmed in a city with buildings, and <laughs> every other shot just seems like it's in an empty field or in a forest in Hamilton somewhere. Yeah, you know what? I think it was Spiral that said shot exclusively in Toronto. It wasn't the big hit because as I was saying, most of the big hit was not in Toronto at all. It was in the surrounding suburbs. Yeah, all the sets were down on Queen's Key. Um, yeah. So all the interiors were shot. Oh, they had yeah. like a, whatever the studio is down there, Cinespace Speaking or something like that. Speaking of interiors, mm-hmm. the way that this house is decorated, it looks like, like Pee-wee's Playhouse. It does, like, yeah. Like the colors are ridiculous. It's like green and orange. It's and very early 90s sort of, uh, it's yeah. It's wacky looking and it's it looks ridiculous. Yeah. So he kind of comes home to his house, but it's like this big neighborhood. It's like all these like cookie cutter kind of monster homes that are just... I don't know. Everything, all the garbage cans are out the same. And later on in the movie, like all of his neighbors come out at the exact same time wearing Hawaiian shirts, socks and sandals, and yeah. they're all mowing their lawn at the same time. Which so is it, something that felt like it didn't fit. It's in this weird. Movie. Yeah. It has these like kind of flourishes, like, I don't know, like Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands, like, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't go far enough one way or the other. So it just sort of. Yeah. There's like a setup where they go, like, oh, Mark Wahlberg doesn't know where his house is because they all look the same. There's no payoff right. to that. Yeah, he just drives in. And he's like, "Hey, you're in the wrong house." He's yeah. like, yeah. "Oh, sorry, sir." And he's his like, neighbor is like yelling at him later, like viciously. It's like, did they cut a scene where that explains why he hates him, or does he? I just feel hate like him? there was a scene cut out, like was neighbor. Maybe because stuff, he doesn't yeah. dress like everyone else or something. He's the yeah, Marky Mark, you're dressing like a rebel in your giant baggy shirt. <laughs> your big yellow he raincoat. He also looks younger based on how he dresses. I think it's like going to rain. Giant pants. <laughs> what was the '90s? Yeah, and with his with a big button-up shirt that is undone, so you can see his abs and his horrible tattoos. Yeah, he. It's funny that he doesn't get any kind of beefcake shots in this movie. No, like, but he's often unbuttoned. I think so you see his chest, and that's his thing. I think it's just like standing next to like 
Bokeem Woodbine and like Antonio Sabato Jr. Like Mark Wahlberg Dude, is Lou really Diamond short. Diamond Phillips is He's jacked as well. It's yeah. like a make a wish. Like, oh yeah, a child got to come onto set. <laughs> it's Marky yeah. Mark. He is especially when Elliot Gould shows up. He is like a foot taller than Mark Wahlberg. He's like, hey guys. There was a really funny shot where like too. Elliot Gould, uh, his wife, and then Christina Applegate are all standing around, and they're all so much taller than Mark oh, yeah, Wahlberg. He's short. You're making People it sound like Marky that. Mark is like shrinking throughout the film. <laughs> I'm not owned. I'm not own as he slowly shrinks into a corner. It goes with this, what's happening with this character. <laughs> He's very tiny. Yep. <laughs> yeah, emotionally too, you know. So oh, yeah, yeah, so she's she's saying, oh, I'm going to invite my parents over for the long weekend of ah, the holiday. Ah, they're already invited! And, his, and his, his ulcer, his stomach is just making sounds. It's like comedy sound effects. Like, yeah, but the big thing is is that she lent them money of, of theirs. I guess it was oh, his. Okay, okay. She goes, I lent them um, $50,000 to help save their business. Oh, her parents' okay. business. So that's when Mark Wahlberg is, is like, oh, my stomach! And that's what um, causes him to call Lou Diamond Phillips because earlier he said, I'm doing this weekend it's like job. It's a side job. Uh, and he's like, um, Paris, the guy that you know, hires Brooks. us, he doesn't like us to do those things. If he catches you, he'll get mad. And so he initially says no, but after pressure from his girlfriend, pressure from his fiance about money, he's like, I need money. So I'm going to do whatever this week. He doesn't even know what it is. I think he even has like a nightmare. It's like with uh, with Christina Applegate he like, does. sitting over him, just nagging him. It's like yeah. women. Am I right, guys? Yeah, exactly. All the nagging. gender politics in this is really bad. <laughs> they're all nagging shrews. Who are just out for oh, his money. No, or they're princesses that need to be saved. Yeah. So, but uh, there is like, I, I think... I remember reading the script for this like before we uh, we started working on it, and one of the the gags that I did like was the running gag of the King Kong lives. He oh, keeps getting, that's so funny! King he Kong keeps, lives. <laughs> he keeps getting harassed. I gotta say, that's my favorite thing. And that's a real movie, right? Yeah, yeah. That's but, like uh, it is. It's the one where it? Linda Hamilton has to give yeah. King Kong a heart transplant. Uh, King Kong has like a giant heart okay. transplant, yeah. and um, uh. so he keeps get, getting called from the uh, the video store. It's like this really obnoxious character. This actor thinks like he's being Jim Carrey in this scene. So well, this I know, I know was, this actor. Oh, like a, personally? No, but oh. he's a Canadian actor who was in a lot of Canadian TV shows. Was he on like Radioactive or something like that? You know what he was on? I looked it up. He was on a show called It's Alive on YTV. <laughs> and that, memories. well, do you remember Uh-Oh? Yeah, of course so I love Uh-Oh. that's what Uh-Oh used to be. So oh. it was basically that, but it had sketches. Um, and it was like a kid's sketch show, but also the game show where they dump slime on people. Um, so he was in that and that's what I know him from but he's done like a ton of like commercials and like other like he was on Big Wolf on Campus that was oh um, yeah he was a sidekick on Big Wolf on Campus yeah Canadian TV show okay Uh, yeah and I think he's really funny he's trying a little too hard it is like this is cranked up to to 11 holy smokes he is funny though I mean somebody stop me his name is Danny (laughs) they put so many zits on his face too but they're like the fakest looking zits they're like you know if you're just doing like a bad Halloween the costume. thing is, I was like, oh, those are just freckles. And then I'm, oh, I think they're actually supposed to be zits. No, but there's no effort to make them look real. It's just like a red marker that they just go, doink, doink, doink. And he's just like, ah, Mr. Smiley, you've got to return King Kong lives. Uh, back in the day when uh, 
uh, uh, movie uh, rental employees had all the power over us. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, everybody's probably got that story where, the, you know, you've, you're constantly moving video stores because you've accrued so many fines. <laughs> that has me. never happened to me because I was terrified really? of the video store clerk, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, I, I would always do that. I would just, like, move on. Well, we're not going so that you ever in the blockbuster tape? system, though? You can't get out. No, I would just like go, go to Jumbo. I, you know, I never started going to Blockbuster until later, but you know, you're like to Blockbuster, Jumbo West Coast, Jumbo yeah. Video. We had a Jumbo, yeah, and yeah, then they, they all, all turned I'd, into Blockbusters. I'd never do the chains. I'd always go to like the like mom and pop, pop ones. Store, but yeah. when you run up the, a tab, you just go, well, can't go there anymore. It's the like, idea that you would pay that much mm-hmm. for a late tape is ridiculous to the point where. It's really ridiculous that Mark Wahlberg even cares to return this yeah. tape because he's too he's so nice. I, oh, okay. Cuz by the time he actually does return it in the finale, he basically refuses to pay. He's grown a spine by that point. Okay, April. okay. He's, okay. he's Good learned point. to stand up for himself. Yeah, he, and he just wants to tell it to this employee, but before that we just get obnoxious calls from yeah. him and it's and it's it keeps kind going of funny. throughout the movie and it's uh so basically, Lou Diamond Phillips's plan is he wants to kidnap the daughter of this wealthy Japanese industrialist, uh, played by Sam Shimono, mm-hmm. who's been in tons of a stuff. A bajillion things. And, uh, you know, he, they want to get this ransom because he's, like, so rich. But then, it, like, they, what they don't realize is he's now bankrupt because he, like, self-funded this vanity project. Which is funny. He wanted to be in a movie called Taste the Golden Spray. <laughs> And the I'm movie, sorry, that's funny. It's a mo- funny title. The movie stars him and it was written and directed by and him. he's an old man. Yeah, he's an old so, man. So in the poster, it's like him, his face like photoshopped on like a younger man's body, like holding this this naked lady. Yeah. So yeah, he lost all of his money and like the, the scene with his accountant and they're pretty much just clearing out of his house, like, you know, moving yeah. all the paintings and furniture out. Uh, so so he's, yeah, he's bust. He's, yeah. He has no money left. Yeah. So his house uh, is a location in my hometown, Oshawa, which is uh, about an hour away from Toronto. It's a city. And this building has, <clears throat> sorry, this building has been in a ton of movies. It's called Parkway. Oh, wait, is this the uh, Adam Sandler, Billy Madison house? Yeah, it's the Billy Madison house. Okay. So it was in that. It was in uh, X-Men, the original X-Men. It was uh, in The uh, the Boys. Uh, mm. So that room with all the painting or the posters in it and stuff. I've been in that room uh, many times for many events. And my high school was even uh, across the street from that building. So And also they're they're outside in the parking lot a couple times. Um, it's just it's just like, hey, I've been there. <laughs> so it's it's it was a thrill for me to be like, um, Lou Diamond Phillips was in my hometown. But actually, a ton of things shoot shoot there. So it's not even that. Even that though you don't weird. even know who Lou Diamond Phillips is. I know. I know. And yet, and yet I'm, I'm there's like a statue thrilled. of Lou Diamond Phillips like in front of uh, April's high school. <laughs> <laughs> holding like a child's hand or something like that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know who Lou Diamond Phillips is, but he must have been uh, a great how, man. Yeah, that's why you know the name of Lou Diamond Phillips. It's, it's ingrained uh, in your head. So yeah, they, they concocted this plan and they concocted it in like a... a empty parking lot like every other shot in this movie uh empty gravel parking lot in the middle of a forest in the middle of yeah there's a lot of uh, what i would call ravines in this movie (laughs) which is just like a wooded area that's not really a forest it's not really a park it's just like a meadow and some trees yeah and it looks terrible and, would, and if it wasn't for like the uh, two establishing shots of like new york you would not know this takes place in a city at all it yeah. looks like it looks so empty and barren um so yeah they they're gonna kidnap uh his this, daughter this guy's daughter which is uh played by china chow and uh she's the daughter in real life of uh 
the guy who runs Mr. Chow or owns Mr. Chow. It's like a, What's that? a very upscale Chinese restaurant in Beverly Hills where oh. all the stars go. I had no idea. Um, have you ever heard of Mr. Chow, Justin? No, I haven't. Okay. Okay. I'm um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think she was that bad. I thought she was, a f- for her first movie, I thought she was... F- fine yeah i think well, she's, she's like, like a non-presence she has nothing to do in the movie well no. she spends the whole movie going because yeah. her mouth is gagged she's which like is annoying. A, a like a model turned actress or something like that anyway her family's I like can see that her dad's a gazillionaire mm-hmm. although um, in the movie her dad's bankrupt oh. um so they show up to her school which is seemingly a boarding school so it's like i guess she's in high school which is ultra uncomfortable she's wearing like yeah like a high school kind of mini skirt yeah the, the they pick her up girl. in like a limousine mark Wahlberg shows up as her limo driver also did you notice how big his suit is yeah it's like <laughs> hanging on he's swimming in it again i was really bothered that they just brutally kill the limo driver like that's supposed to be a joke oh did they show him yeah they do shoot they'd show him die well he like pulls up and he's like hey you guys need help and then i think lou diamond phillips like kills him oh okay so yeah Yeah. they just kill anybody that's the Mm. weird thing is like you know mark Wahlberg's character is supposed to be this like spineless like put upon wiener but he's like a murderer he's like the top assassin that's the joke it's it's, not a very funny one well it's not a funny joke later in the movie he says to her he's like everyone i've killed have all done something bad maybe some of them were just obnoxious and it's like no you're killing innocent people all over the place especially in that opening scene he's like a killer and then you know he's got a mistress on the side of his yeah he's a cheater he's he's just a a spineless it doesn't jibe it doesn't yeah with what it would make it would be way more fun if he was like a good guy and he mm. like kills bad people in his eyes. But yes. he's like very particular about his code. Yeah. But no, that wouldn't be the edgy 90s if they did that. He that just does shit for money. It's not even like edgy though. Or it's no, not even it's like not trying plain. to be edgy. It's just like a kind of mishmash. And it doesn't really, uh, the two things don't really jibe with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then they, so they abduct her. But she's also getting like assaulted by her boyfriend like in the limo. Um, and then he kills him. So uh, yeah, another Wahlberg. not so innocent guy. But did he deserve to die? Probably not. Mark Wahlberg just straight up kills him, and then it's never commented on for the rest of the movie. No, they just dump like the, the limo bo- driver. They dump the body in the trunk ah. <laughs> with the limo. There's driver, a funny gag where the guy is like, "Oh, this is very, um, you know, be careful with this. It's China." And then they kill the guy later on. They take it out of the car and they're like, "Hey, be careful. It's China." <laughs> like, yeah, Mark very- Wahlberg. Yeah, oh, he said, there's some very like there's some very delicate crystal inside this bag and he even oh, says the yeah. guy's name as well he's like oh this is tony it's very delicate like not even considering <laughs> he's that he's dead. dead at that point yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of like silly things like that kind of like this like these guys are really dumb humor um yeah. which again sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't i feel like this movie thinks it's a lot funnier than it really is i think so yeah oh, most yeah, of the jokes definitely. don't land yeah some of them do but she's but like so much smarter than everybody because they're all just a bunch of idiots. Yeah, she like, might be the one smart person in the movie, but she's still dumb because she ends up with Mark Wahlberg. So. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as he shows up to pick her up at high school, man, she's got the eyes on him. Like she's, she's immediately. Sitting, she's sitting with her boyfriend, and like Mark Wahlberg's like, you know, ah, limo, limo to pick you up, ma'am. And then she's like, oh, hello. Like, oh, <laughs> her like, like jaw falls down. I mean, yeah. out. that I that out. was a thing in the '90s and like ongoing. But he's not that attractive. He I looks know. like a Neanderthal, especially when he's kissing people. Oh God, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. But uh, so it's implied that like, she's in high school. So like, 
Yeah. You know, she's yeah, like, it's weird. Like I, I was like looking something. up Mark age, uh, his age, where it's like, how old is he supposed to be? <laughs> like, his yeah. seven, and she's like eighteen. Like that's inappropriate, wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. she's a minor. It's probably the least yeah. inappropriate thing. What's in this the age movie? of consent in Toronto? I, 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 in <laughs> Toronto specifically. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Ever since Rofo dropped it to twelve, I think everything's good. <laughs> uh, so they take uh, her to the uh, uh, field, uh, another like empty field that they make a record a ransom. There's like this wacky scene where like it's implied, you know, she they write the ransom note for her to read out loud, and it's full yeah. of spelling and grammatical errors. And, and they also add a new member to the crew because Antonio Gump. Sabato Jr previously said i have something this weekend i'm out for the whole this whole part <laughs> very movie. weird they had to replace him with somebody else it's like huh they replaced yeah. him with this like jamie kennedy white rapper yeah guy named gump who is who's another so obnoxious Canadian actor uh yeah who's just like a wacky character which is he's, he's, a, like, he's a him and lou diamond phillips is too much for one scene yeah yeah he it's definitely and especially uh they share a lot of scenes together and it's just yeah. it's too much because they're pretty much playing the same character and they do this gag where she has to read the ransom note, and it goes on for like twenty minutes. It's just so like improving. It's know, not really that long. Gold. It felt like twenty minutes. It was just too long. And then we get back to uh, so Marky Mark dumps uh, China Chow. He ties her up and gags her, brings her to his mistress's house, um, and then he goes home. And then we get the the wacky '90s ska, and this it is playing. Ska's my life. I'll never give up on ska. No one can see me do it dancing. Yeah, so he's like hiding the body. He's got it in the back of the trunk. He's got it in the bathroom. He says, "Don't go in the bathroom. I did a stinky poo." Yeah, so it's like this is where it turns into a Three's Company episode. So wait, wait, isn't this then Christina Applegate's parents arrive? Yes, so Christina Applegate, Christina Applegate's parents arrive. It's Elliot Gould and who's the lady? She's from the lady from my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I wrote these... down. She must be a Toronto person, right? She's in all those. She's, she's Canadian. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah sure. they're like the kind of like typical, like very stereotypical, like Jewish parents. Um, and then so the mistress shows up with. She's got a boyfriend. Uh, and then she dumps she off shows, China Chow. <laughs> she just shows up to her. Oh yeah, right. Because he dumped China with the other mistress yeah. and she's like here's your garbage including this like tied up woman and like a bag of body parts, of body parts. so he's <laughs> got this why this whole scene is him trying to like juggle yeah like, like the dog is grabbing their body the, parts yeah China and then he's like trying to run away yeah so it's like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that's how you know you can laugh <laughs> yeah and i don't know if it's otherwise it would scene. play dead seriously <laughs> i don't know if it's the same scene but like the the parents are like trying to, to leave to go to temple and he's like but they keep leaving and coming back and then he's like oh i wasn't gonna go i was gonna make this special kosher meal for you yeah oh really so that's like how he explains like how i guess it's get like them out of thanks, the house thanksgiving so. weekend or something like it's that. some long weekend yeah but they've taken the suv and then china chow is in the back like in the trunk tied up and like blah yeah, blah blah he eventually gets her so out. it's just like this big long wacky like sequence of him trying to like get her out and like yeah yeah it's it's three's company pretty much um, well, meanwhile, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, his entire plan blows up because he doesn't know that uh, he, the woman that he's kidnapped is his boss's goddaughter. Yeah, yeah. so Avery Brooks. Uh, he finds out and he's pissed. He's pissed. So he kind of calls Lou Diamond Phillips in and he's like, who would have done this? This girl is my goddaughter. 
Yeah, um, and it's this big, huge, moody scene. Yeah, and Lou Diamond Phillips is like, you know, biting his knuckles, like, oh, shit. And yeah, and I don't understand why. He has a room full of people, and uh, uh, Avery Brooks is like, you, Lou Diamond Phillips, you are going to be in charge of this <laughs> investigation. He's the most biggest idiot in that whole group. He can't tell that because Avery Brooks is also an idiot. Everyone is stupid in this movie. Yeah. Everybody's stupid. That's for sure. So, yeah. So he puts a bounty out on whoever is going to. <laughs> is that the name of your uh, ska song? Everybody's stupid. That's for sure. That's actually the name of a Sparks song. <laughs> oh, is it? Uh, yeah. I think uh, at some point, everything is a name of Spark a Sparks song. Yeah. yeah. They have like 90 albums, right? Yeah. <laughs> they have over 300 songs. So basically any phrase is is a is a spark song. I think I said something song. the other day and you were like that's a spark song or Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that thing is a bad movie. That's no, a spark that's a song. Spark song. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, it, it is kind of I don't know if this is when this happens, but they go they go and um there's this whole like tracing the call like Yeah, they nonsense, go to they, they go to Sam Shimono's it's, house it's silly. and they have like the trace buster. So they're going to, yeah, tra- not very funny. Yeah. It kind of goes back and forth with, they're going to trace me, but I'm going to trace them. But anyway, they track down this Jamie Kennedy fellow and Gump. Lou Diamond Phillips comes in and like, he's like, like hitting him. So he won't confess. And he's like, tell us who kidnapped her. And he's like, say it's Melvin, say it's Melvin. So he says Melvin. So once again, he's selling his friend up the river. Like he's, a, he's a terrible friend. He's a terrible person. Terrible you could, friend. You could say he's not his friend at all. Yeah, he's just using it. So he's play, He's gonna plot this whole uh, plant. Uh, um, yeah, pin. So he's, he's gonna pin this whole thing on. Yeah, Marky Mark. Well, he, he yeah. So he kills Gump to like you know tie up the loose end sort of thing, and they all kind of like descend on Marky Mark's uh, house. But so <laughs> while while Christina Applegate and her parents are out at Temple, uh, Mark Wahlberg and and China Chow are, are getting to know one another. You know, she's he feeds, well. First of all, he helps her go to the bathroom yeah. in this really weird. I have to pee scene where he takes off her underwear. This whole part of the movie is just. And really then weird. he essentially feeds her pizza, and she talks to him about his problems, and uh, you know, is, is there free therapy basically? Yeah. And then the turkey stuffing. Okay, scene. this this scene, it's like there. Are you? Did be... you direct this scene as well? Uh, oh Colin? God, no, <laughs> no, no. If if I did, I would be disgusted with myself. <laughs> they they, it's like a, they're stuffing a turkey, but the the audio is. So so hot and yeah and she's like, like yeah oh, you just gotta like get your hands in there as they're like they're it's stuffing so their hands gross. inside the turkey and i think it's supposed to be funny and sexy maybe i, I don't know it's just really gross and it goes on for so long and uh, yeah, did really they make does. out here no they almost do and no she, she bonks, bonks him on him. the head and runs yeah. away oh that's right um, but I think he grabs her, so she doesn't even get away. Yeah, so, well, she's trying, you know. Yeah, and then, like, uh, I don't well, I don't know where she goes at this point, but um, they have a dinner scene with Lou Diamond and a couple of thugs and uh, the parents. Yeah. And, and Elliot Gould has his big scene. Well, he's been sneaking booze. He hasn't even said anything <laughs> in this whole movie up to this point. We uh, forgot about how uh, he's not supposed to drink, so he goes to take a drink of rum because Marky Mark gave it to him, and it's this super dramatic slow-mo 
Like, Don't give it to no. him! Like the mom and like, the Is it supposed to be funny? It's like, yeah, he gets abusive when he's drunk. So funny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And so he, he does. Well, he uh, he goes to the fridge and he finds like prune juice. So he like dumps a whole bunch of like rum, rum into the in prune it. juice. So, so yeah, they have dinner and he just basically he's lets so his wasted. family have it. Now, I was on set for this scene. Oh, uh, you got to meet, for, you got to see Elliot Gould? For the vomiting scene. He's a really tall dude. Oh, really? He's really tall. I, get, I bet Marky Mark looked really short compared to him. Yeah, he did. <laughs> hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, this is the scene where, remember, I was telling you that I showed up on set and then Christina Applegate started laughing at me. Yeah, I mean, you told me that. I, Wait, I why did she start laughing at you? Because <laughs> it was how I was dressed. I was dressed Were like you dressed this. in like a full sky uniform? No. You're like, like mm-hmm. I showed up. I was, I was wearing like these big biker boots and like uh, turned up <laughs> turned up jeans. I was like dressed. So you like, were like a punk rock special. No, I was like guy. dressed like some greaser or something from the fifties, and I had this like lime green shirt with like big collars like huge big collars and then i op- i remember opening oh the door to the set and walking in and she was looking at me and she just sort of started like laughing and turned her head well it was the 90s <laughs> and then did you like cry and run back home and then you got, got a razor and you started shaving your head and it was like <laughs> needle in the head no no were you okay. honored to have been laughed at by christina Aguilera? yeah it was, it was pretty uh, good Aguilera. what the fuck is her name applegate. applegate so i was like around the corner when they were shooting the uh the vomiting scene so he's given this big speech so lou diamond phillips and his kind of cronies show up they sit down at t- the table it, it and was the, admittedly a little tense they've all got like guns under the table you yeah. know mark Wahlberg. he still hasn't told anybody what he does for a living sort of thing and uh and then i guess like uh, Elliot Gould's kind of had enough of his wife. His, he hates his wife and his daughter. <laughs> shrews. Yeah, the like, thing is, though, he's not acting drunk. Mm-mm. He's he's just acting like a normal person who's had enough and is just talking about how much he hates his family, which yeah. is funny. And then uh, he's like he Melvin, Melvin's on Lou Diamond. Yeah, films. he's like Melvin. You know, you're charming in a Rain Man kind of way. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, and, then, and then, like, yeah, they have a big shootout, which was kind of cool. Like I said, I feel like when Mark Wahlberg is allowed to be a badass, I I enjoy watching that. Um, it's 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 all the other stuff I hate. Um, <laughs> And uh, how do we get from here to the the? So this is like part one of the three part end yeah. actions action sequence. Part two is the car stuff. They the have car like chase. a yeah. So they have a shootout in the house, and then I think uh, there was one gag that I laughed at where Elliot Gould tries to like vomit again. He's sitting on the stairs and then tries to vomit through like the railing, yeah. and then Luke Diamond Phillips like puts up a pillow and <laughs> sort of vomits on the pillow like. <laughs> yeah, I will say that vomit was like chunky. It's That's gross. not what you usually see in movies. It's really gross looking. Yeah. It's kind of brown because it's like prune juice or something. It was a good special effect is what I'm saying. So good job. I know you didn't do it. I didn't do it. (laughs) Okay, car chase. So there's a crazy car chase. They're chased by um, Lou Diamond Phillips. I think Avery Brooks is in there somewhere. Probably. And then they somehow run into his girlfriend and her boyfriend. Boyfriend. Was that just by happenstance? That was by happenstance. happenstance. Well, what the fuck? And they had the uh, King Kong. They have the video. Um, They also had like a briefcase of money. Was that them? Uh, A briefcase goes flying at some point and he like picks it up. Oh, yeah. It happened so fast. See, I've watched this twice and I still don't even know what the fuck happened. He's like, were you going to keep this King Kong tape? Shame on you. 
So we already <laughs> seen that like he's starting after his uh, amazing uh, eye opening experience with uh, uh, what's her name Kamiko. Um, he now is going to stop taking people's crap. So he tells uh, his girlfriend, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, I think he steals their car because it's, it's that maroon does, Jaguar. Uh, and there's a scene. So like they're getting chased uh, and they pull over. I think they like escape them and they pull over to the side or something. And they start making out in the car trying to chow in Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, and it's disgusting. It is disgusting. He kisses like an they, they're kissing like an ape or some animal where you like smear peanut butter on. Yeah, it's like all tongue mouths. and lip and just like. He's just like. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Like, and he was kissing like that in uh, in Boogie Nights. So I, I think how that's just how he it, It's <laughs> like he's trying to eat the person's face or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he learned everything he needed to know about kissing from Samurai Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I think in about other movies, I think that's just how he kisses. Yeah. So. You know what you gotta fear? The way I kiss. <laughs> oh, he's taking off her lips. Um, yeah. So yeah, they get rear-ended by uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, and their whole car goes flying off. You don't really see this. It's all done uh, with it's done off with screen. audio, yeah. just you know, save money. But it's then a- later, they are saving it for all the cool, the big, the big car stuff. Yeah. So they're kind of like, uh, I guess their car goes off a cliff, and it's like bounced precariously on this branch. Yeah, which is very silly. <laughs> and then we do this big pullback. This is one of the shots that we did. Uh, mm. So yeah, they were just like. I think it's like a rock quarry in Hamilton. They were like four feet off the ground. Which is a, a small city near Toronto. Yeah, which were most of the I movie. say small city. It's a big city, but it's not <laughs> the like... The Hammer! Yeah, the Hammer. It's no... It's no... It's not... It's not, not nowhere near as big as Toronto. It's mm. a big filming town. I think like Guillermo del Toro was going to set up his own filming studio there. Oh, I want to say Hamilton and Oshawa are like the same size. Yeah. And they they have the same reputation as well. <laughs> Wait, what's <laughs> the bad nickname holes. of uh, Oshawa? The schwa. the schwa. The schwa. No, no, no. It has another one. Like Dirty uh, schwa? Shit. No. <laughs> I don't know. Emily said it. Like, I would know. I'll I'm think tra- about it. Trashawa. Trashawa. Yeah, something I've like never that. heard Trashawa. No, no. Yeah, we just made that up. There is a nice neighborhood in Oshawa called Poshawa. <laughs> oh god it's, it's 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 not a very good city don't go there um i mean you know I sh- i'd rather go there than hamilton anyway okay let's, let's Whoa. get back to the movie or whitby the <laughs> shelbyville of oshawa <laughs> it, here. it is the shelbyville of oshawa absolutely <laughs> so yeah so they escape the i guess they climb down lou diamond phillips gets in a fight with mark Wahlberg at the bottom of the quarry and then the car falls off explodes. wait wait we skipped the shot that colin did though, no 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 right? it's, i think it's, that's oh, it's right up. now it's right? coming up so a yeah. car falls like their car falls vertically on them and it looks yeah. like it hits lou diamond and then mark Wahlberg rolls away and there's mm-hmm. a, and then it explodes yeah and then he's running away and then this is the shot you did right yeah so mark Wahlberg or sorry lou diamond gets into the He's driving the maroon jag now, chasing Mark Wahlberg down this like forest hill or something like that. And then they come to like a standoff because like King Kong lives is lying on the ground in between the two of them. His blockbuster video. <laughs> and they're just like Sorry, staring big at Big top him. video. Yeah. They're staring at one another <laughs> and he's like revving the car, like. Um, so this is, yeah, this was like an unplanned effect shot. So Mark Wahlberg. Uh, it's running down the hill. Lou Diamond Phillips is chasing him and then hits a rock and then the car flips over. Oh, yes. And lands right behind Mark Wahlberg. 
And it does have that kind of like computery look to it because obviously they would never put Mark Wahlberg in that type of danger. He, he was shot separately, so he shot two plates. Um, the gag was always going to be practical, so it was a practical hmm. Jaguar that flipped. Nice. And then we were going to comp, and then we, sh- you know, cleared the scene. Mark Wahlberg ran down, and then we were going to comp him in in front of the the real car. But then they couldn't get the real car to flip over completely. Yeah. It just sort of landed on its hood and just sort of laid there. So They had to do like a 360. It had to land back on its wheels again. Right. Um, so at some point during the shot, I think like halfway through the shot, it changes to a CG car. Oh, okay. So it starts out gotcha. real, hits, goes up in the air and flips. And then while it's upside down, I modeled like a CG car that looked like it. Um, this was like back in the day where... You didn't have like Google or anything like that. You know, you could sort of look up images on the on the web, but they were mm-hmm. it's very unreliable and very low res, and you couldn't really. There weren't there wasn't a lot of reference for that sort of thing. So, so I was just sort use? of making up the bottom of that car, like what it looked like. Huh. Um, Did you have to like go to the library to look at car pictures of cars? No, I was just making it up like <laughs> on the day. So they have like an axle going down the car that's like spinning, implying that it's like four wheel drive, but it's it's not so. Okay. No, that's that's so, wrong. I just made that it's up. It's not something anyone would notice unless no. they were a total um, gearhead, as they say. Sure. Um, well, great job. I think it was hey, awesome. Hey, thanks. So, yeah, that was my big... Great job, Colin. That was my big shot. And <laughs> Look, I, remember, I made an award for you here. Best shot in the big hit. Best <laughs> shot in the big hit. And then I actually Woo! met uh, Kirk Wong. He would come into the office. He was really nice, actually. I liked working with him. Hmm. Very easygoing. And then years later... Um, I was at another company and we were bidding on a movie. It was, God, I think it was a Michael Jai White movie, something that he had developed and wanted to star in. Uh, And Kirk Wong was going to be the director, but I didn't know this. So we went uh, to meet the director and it was Kirk. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I remember you. Um, Did he remember you? He did. I said, Ah. I did the the shot in the big hit with the car. And he was like, oh my God. Okay, I totally remember. And then he was like, how many people worked on that shot? And I said, well, just me. And he was like, well, how come every time I came into the company, there were so many people around me? Because every time he would show up, like all the producers and owners would just sort of crowd around him. And yeah. he said he just felt like so overwhelmed because he'd never really done computer graphics before mm-hmm. or anything like that. So he's like, oh, my God, there was just so many people like all the time around me. It made it seem like there was like 40 people working on this shot or something. It's like, no, it's just me. And then that movie never, it ne- never, happened. never happened. And I don't know if he ever directed anything again no i don't believe i think the big hit he was like i've said everything i have to say <laughs> in cinema um, with the big hit well too bad um okay so we need to get to our oh final wait no he directed climax. a film called six in 2018 oh no it never got made never mind <laughs> you was know it in development and that's funny because i'm pretty sure that the michael jai white movie was called like six or six Eight, eight or something like that. <laughs> Maybe that was it. It was like, you know was... what? He did direct a TV movie that starred Ice-T that he took an Alan Smithy credit on. Ooh, yikes. Yep. Uh-huh. It looks like a hockey-based film. Oh, and it God. stars... Uh, wait, wait. Starring Ice-T? Martial arts expert Eva Mendez and William Lee protect a famous baseball pitcher turned defector from Cuban mercenaries trying to kidnap him. So baseball. Wait, who's Ice-T? 
uh, the sensei. <laughs> what? Interesting. Yep. I was hoping Once he was the baseball player because I'd love to see Ice-T as like a, a baseball player. A baseball player? No, Yo, man, I'm going to so. throw this ball. Or a hockey player. What with the iceness? Yeah. Um, okay. I'm gonna, I'm our gonna go our big climax, another big climax yeah, is at Big Top Video. Okay, so this is my favorite thing. And I noticed this right away when I watched this on TBS as a kid. Why are almost the only posters on the wall all trauma films? Yeah, yeah. that's so weird. We saw that. Yes. Uh, There's a poster for The Bear, which is not a trauma film, but that's it. It's all trauma films. Yeah, it's so weird. I did not understand that. Uh, yeah, I thought maybe it was just like they were friends with Lloyd Kaufman. Who though? Kirk Wong? Yeah. I realized that we didn't say what our favorite things were. Well, I mean, I, I said, what did you say? I said it was the King Kong Lives uh, uh, oh. running gag. Um, you know what? I'll go with um, the action scenes. Because like I said, <laughs> really? I wow. feel like when Mark you didn't Wahlberg say color gets to be a badass, <laughs> not a fan of the color correct. <laughs> what? You're not a fan of this color correct? I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. It is very 90s. Yeah. Yes. Um, I guess it's not what I, April likes. I, only Who knows April what she likes? Yeah, it's a mystery. Every I day know is a when mystery. I see it. April reveals on like episode 500. She's like, I'm blind. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, as I've said previously, when Mark Wahlberg gets to do action shooting and, and, and punching, mm-hmm. I feel like... He, I am having fun, so yeah. I'm. That's what my favorite. This thing This whole is. fight scene, I think. I also a, like the video store guy. Yeah, well, he's obnoxious, but <laughs> he they have is, this. There's is. like this big kind of circular light rig in the center of this gigantic video store that they have this fight on. A video on. store that would never exist in yeah, real life. Yeah, it, it was like swinging back and forth, and I think this is a lot of the kind of Hong Kong stunt uh, guys would. would yeah, it has the, the practicality of, of something like that where mm. it's a little more interesting as far as an interesting set piece and stuff. Anyway, he fights Lou Diamond Phillips. They Wait, stop, you read they... the script, right, Colin? Was there any action that was cut out of the movie? Ah, uh, Not that I can remember. Weird, because it feels like there's a set piece missing in the middle of the film. Uh, yeah, the I, middle I, of the film is is all comedy. And no I can't action. remember. Yeah, it was so long ago, I, I don't really okay. know. But um, but yeah, so he fights Lou Diamond Phillips. They stop and they see their friend Crunch on the wall, as you mentioned. Um, There's a couple of funny gags here. He won an award for like... the most uh, the most adult films rented. Yeah, rented. but uh, Lou Diamond Phillips off. is like kind of faking his death. He's like, oh, I, I can't see. I can see my boat. And they play this every time he's faking is is he's dying and there's like this kind of flamenco guitar. Yeah, and Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> falling for it, and then he lets a bomb go off. Who was wearing a bomb and why Mark, was why was bomb? Mark Wahlberg's wearing a bomb. Why? Well, it was kind of set up at the beginning of the movie that he has these. He's wearing like a kind of. The, uh, when he finishes a job, he always bombs the place. Yeah, he like can. Yeah, it's like these two pieces that connect, and then yeah. he, you know blows up the evidence or something like that. I don't know, but he just happens to be wearing one at this point. Okay, Lou Diamond sets it off. The place explodes, and then China's like, no, no. and um. A picture um, magically floats towards her, much like the feather in Forrest Gump. Yeah, so I was I was there for the explosion, and this was down by Cherry Beach in Toronto, and it was a, a building that they just sort of built the outside for. But it was all done in one shot, so the stuntman ran outside, you know, mm-hmm. saw like Avery Brooks uh, and Sam Shimono, and then runs back inside, and then the entire building blows up, and it was all done in one take. 
Whoa, nice. So I guess he ran under like protective like coverings or something, and they just rigged the windows to blow up. Like it wasn't. So the he really itself. ran into an explosion, kind of. He, he did, but they have these like kind of uh, I don't know gas jets. Everything is like by the window, and it yeah, just sort of yeah. projects outwards. So like, so if the you're inside in, of the building is safe. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. But it was huge. Like, it's really massive. And you could just feel, like, your eyebrows, like, melting. That must have been really cool to see. It was amazing to see. <laughs> all, of it, all of Colin's hair was blown off his head, and it never grew back. And then I just and looked over to the side. The was gone forever. <laughs> yeah, I just turned my head, and then Christina Applegate was laughing at me. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, she was nodding. She's like, you look better now. <laughs> and that was the lesson Colin learned on the show. On the show. So the big hit. So there was a picture of Mark Wahlberg in there because he was on the like list. Of oh, it's the wanted people, list. Yeah, yeah, people who don't return videotapes. Yeah, and then and this like, like kind of. Oh. Yeah, it is like the the feather from Forrest Gump. So it's like a kind of charred Polaroid like lands at her feet. Yeah, uh, and this was another big shot of mine, which. <laughs> Which I still have on my reel. It's a pretty good shot. I so. brought up the Forrest Gump thing because we had a big conversation comparing the two shots after we saw it for the first time. And then we watched the Forrest Gump uh, making of the feather thing and how they animated it onto the shoe and all that stuff. It's very reminiscent. And then reminiscent. you watched the Forrest Gump music video that Weird Al did. <laughs> no, to the we song didn't, Gump. We didn't there was a character named Gump in this movie. There is. It's yeah. very weird. Yeah. So she was standing on set and she had like the Polaroid was under her foot. And then it was my job to animate the CG one and it had to land mm-hmm. on top of the practical one and then she picked it up it's literally just like that feather shot and uh, it had to morph to the real one as she picks it up but I could never get to the point so I had the the prop like Polaroid on my desk and I had to like model for <laughs> so you had a picture of Mark Wahlberg Mark, on Mark Wahlberg I should have kept it <laughs> on his desk do you know how much it's that would have been worth day. <laughs> yeah, big hit people would buy $20. that $20 <laughs> that's a real that's not big Mark, Mark fans it just looked like a the continuity Polaroid <laughs> I know it does but it looks like a mugshot kind of yeah so I was like I'm never going to be able to get to the point where I can match it up perfectly so uh, it's CG for the entire shot so mm-hmm. as it lands and then when she picks it up it's entirely it's still CG, CG. Well, yeah. it looked, that, that I didn't is, want to do that morph because you're always going to see just, like a little bit of a that's what I was warp. saying about the feather shot you can almost see where it becomes practical um and you don't have that uh with the polaroid so you did better than robert zemeckis's feather guy (laughs) just saying take that yeah (laughs) take that like 10 minutes somebody won an academy award for that movie (laughs) (laughs) and it wouldn't me (laughs) um and that's it Uh, it turns out of course he's not really dead he was hiding under the golden and then they make out and it's like this is uncomfortable yeah so yeah yeah, he he ran back into the building and the big gold statue sort of display for For his dad's film for taste the golden spray ended up protecting him from the explosion um so yeah he gets in a limo picks her up from school again antonio sabato jr oh yeah that's right it's antonio sabato jr who picks her up who's the the big return of antonio i'm like who is that the guy from before (laughs) yeah um and then he gets in the back and then they make out and that's it right that's pretty much it and um well, we went to go to the uh, uh, crew premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at Color by Deluxe, which is like a kind of transfer house. Like they develop your film mm-hmm. and then you can go and screen it. So if like movies are shooting in town, they would go and watch the dailies there. So they had like, yep. you know. I've actually been there. I went on a tour when I was a student. Is it still open? Because I know uh, Technicolor recently closed, I right? Oh, who no. knows? It's possible. Yeah. But it, yeah, they had like, you know, four or five movie theaters in there. So like all the movies in town would just go and watch dailies there and stuff back when you actually had to get your film developed. Mm-hmm. 
And so they had the crew premiere. Um, and it was mostly us. I think it was like the core people were there because it was right across the street from us. And then we oh, got nice. really pissed off because the credits, uh, these are like the shortest credits. And they compared only, to now, yeah. they only credited like the company. So it was like Boo. VFX by Core Digital Pictures. And that's it. And like nobody got a credit. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, come on. So then we, uh, beforehand, we had like a little room kind of set aside with like chips and pop and beer and we were all like drinking before the movie and then um so during the movie i went back and i guess uh mark Wahlberg was in town shooting the corrupter mm-hmm. with because uh, i was shot in toronto as well and then I, I went ran back to the room there's nobody in this building by the way so i oh, went i know the story yeah. you told it before so i went back and i was grabbing like a whole bunch of beers like four beers to bring back to the theater for uh my friends and then I'm walking out of the room with the chips and the pop, and I like almost bump right into Chowyeon Fat. Oh. And he's Why like, was he there? He was there because Mark Wahlberg and his friends were at the back of the theater. Oh, and is he in the corruptor? He's in the corruptor. I see. So Whoa, cool. I like almost ran into him and then he was like, Oh, is, uh, where's the movie? Like here. And I'm like, Oh, it's like down, like pointed to him. And then he just like walked off. And then I just turned and then my friend, one of the owners of the company, was on the phone, just right there. Mm-hmm who's a huge John Woo and like giant fat fan. And his, he was just staring at me like his jaw was on the ground. Did you know it was him? Yes. <laughs> and it was like, and we just like both looked at one another like, Oh my fucking God. Pretty it was cool. The funniest thing. And then we like, Do you know uh, that Chowing fat loves taking selfies with fans. Really? Yeah, there's a million so photos you of him got one. <laughs> all he does now this was, is take walks. This was 1998. You didn't have a camera yeah. in your pocket. Nobody had no. cameras. Yeah. This is before digital cameras. Can I take a Polaroid of you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have one in my pocket right here, yeah. Uh, okay. Give me that disposable camera. Yeah, we even got to talk to... I remember talking to Terrence Chang on set, because uh, I think Face Off had just come out. He's like John Woo's producer. Oh, cool. We were shooting the shit with him. He was really nice, and uh, we were talking to him about Face Off and stuff like that. Oh, we were like, oh, it's so good. If I could just ask John Woo questions about Face Off, I would be so happy. <laughs> so we were like, oh man, like you know, John Travolta was really good, and he was like, oh, he was telling us stories, like, oh yeah, like you know, John Travolta was doing uh, really trying hard to mimic like Nicolas Cage's sort of speech patterns and stuff, and he's like, uh, Nicolas Cage did not. Uh, did not bother. <laughs> <laughs> he just yep. did. He just did his own thing. Yeah, he just did his crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's the big hit. Any more stories the from behind the scenes? Mm, nope. Okay. Nothing well, that uh, Colin could include on a R-rated podcast. We'd have to go blue for him to tell the other. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Gould may have said a swear. Christina Applegate did some more laughing with Colin later on. <laughs> And Elliot Gould was there, and he was tall. Oh, and he joined in for the laughing as <laughs> yeah, well. Exactly. We're gonna save that for the Patreon episode. The Patreon episode. Um, the, this is not the big hit triple X parody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, would you guys recommend this movie? Uh, um, no, I didn't hate it, but I'm not about to say like this is great. Go watch it. Um, like I said, go watch Face Off. Yeah, oh, there's, for sure. There's so many yeah. other better movies. 
I only feel like if maybe like if you're um, a Mark Wahlberg fan. I, I don't know. <laughs> Why are you whispering? Mark and Mark is not listening to us. Um, it's you're definitely I don't know. It's it's hard to recommend. It's got a certain kind of energy and wackiness. It's so it wacky. doesn't really work. I'm, I'm trying to say like yeah. would it be a good hangover movie? But I think it might be just too. I think much. it would be annoying. Um, maybe like if you were doing like a movie night with your friends and you were watching like a bunch of movies of that style, that kind of like action comedy. Yeah, you could pepper that in put it in the but don't be like okay guys this is the movie of the night the yeah. big hit because no, i think no. everyone would just be disappointed yeah, put it on in the background as like the party's going on or something that, or like you're just but it's talking also over it. like very annoying yeah uh, yeah parts of it that are very uh, just they it's too much it's a little obnoxious at um but if you want to check it out it's it's rentable on itunes um <laughs> if you're in canada it's free on the ctv app with commercials <laughs> CTV app. because a- anything that was filmed in toronto i guess hey maybe the saw movies are on there so is that the law that if you film in toronto you have to be on the i CTV don't think app? so i do not think so they should that would be uh, like every movie pretty much i think that it's like if it's canadian produced it's it's on there right right mm-hmm. um anyway that's it for this week uh if you want to email the podcast we're at uh no such thing as a bad movie i gmail.com uh we're on twitter at no such thing pod and we're on patreon patreon.com slash no such thing is a bad movie if you subscribe to the five dollar level you'll get a bonus episode every two weeks and we just recorded one on that brand new movie shot in toronto spiral which we already met uh, sorry spiral from the book, from the book, of, book Saw. of Saw, which we kind of <laughs> yeah. mentioned earlier does chris rock do a good job as a, a cop chasing jigsaw no no, well, number one, no. he's not chasing Jigsaw. Uh, you're right. Number two, no. <laughs> Tune in to find out. Um, <laughs> I could just tell you right now, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we just said that. No. Spoiler. But you should uh, also subscribe to uh, check out that episode if you're if you're curious. And there's lots of other uh, brand new uh, new and old bonus content on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Q&As, um, other movies Colin worked on uh, that we talked about. Um, you can also be submitted to pick a movie if you're on the $2 level and up. So check it out. And also uh, maybe think about rating and reviewing us on iTunes uh, because it uh, helps spread awareness of the podcast. So that would be nice. Yeah, rate and review us. Uh, yes, that would be awesome. And uh, if I'll you... review you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means. I mean, they will be when they review us. Only five stars, though. Yeah. Nothing less. Uh, if you uh, Uber rules. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if you want to find me on on Twitter, Instagram, I'm at April Atmansky. You can follow me on Twitter at Decluj D E C L O U X letter J. Follow me on YouTube. Uh, the account is called Film Trap. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Sergeant Zima S G T Z I M A. And that's it for this week. I can't believe we got through a whole episode about Mark Wahlberg with no Mark Wahlberg impressions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have a Mark Wahlberg impression? I don't got one. I don't do impressions. Not really. Just like, hey, bro. <laughs> you do it all the time. Very anticlimactic. Hey, bro, what's up? <laughs> that's all he sounds hey, like bro. in this movie. Okay. Hey, bro. That's it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm April Atmansky. Hey, Colin. How, how I'm Justin DeClue. <laughs> why, why are you like, I'm April Atmansky? Because <laughs> I'm laughing. I've hey, been co- laughing hey, at the Colin. Mark Wahlberg impression. I can just imagine Colin, like his whole posture changes. He becomes Mark Mark. <laughs> Colin, man, he's like, we worked on that movie, The Big Hit, bro. You haven't, you haven't, you haven't called me since then. How come? Fantastic. <laughs> you know, I follow you on Twitter. You don't even like, you don't even say hi. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie.